Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Mercuranians podcast. My name is Stella. Today is Saturday, May 14th. It's 11.25 p.m. Oh, a.m.? A.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm good. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm good, but I'm yeah. exhausted, but I'm good yeah <laughs> relatable relatable um just between like everything cam by the way this is cam everybody <laughs> i said my did I not say my name no it's okay Hi. though that's why that's how tired i am yeah we're both kind of out of it today <laughs> and that's why we're just gonna be talking about fate and free will baby yeah this is gonna be just like a casual discussion um Mm. this is one of the hot topics in the astrological community and like I think it's really reasonable to say that like your philosophy will change because almost everybody's philosophy does change or evolve throughout their journey So this is where we're coming from now at this point in our lives, but maybe 10 years from now, we'll look back at this and shake our heads. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, we don't get the answer to this one. This is the one that's like, you know, it's set up to be just barely not clear enough. You know, it's like supposed to be just mysterious enough that we don't know. So Right, right. So, I mean, I, we're probably going to both jump around between like a more deterministic like point versus a more like free will point. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I land like at this point in time, I don't want to say like right in the middle. I want to say maybe like 60% determinism and then like 40% like what you can do with it and like mm-hmm. even that 40 percent can be limited what about you i actually say 50 50 oh really mm-hmm. okay okay i think they coexist i agree antithetical that. to the whole concept of that as it is i think I think there's determinism and free will. I agree. I agree. Well, one thing with the natal chart is that like you are born like with, if we're taking like a psychoanalytical view, you're born with these traits that will make you more or less likely to react to events based upon your own traits and how you react will definitely factor in to the outcome. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, like when I just think about if we're able to predict, right? If you, if you're, if you know your chops, you know what you're doing, not saying I do, but like if, if we are using these, t- systems right you know as they've been passed to us down for generations we should be able to predict with great accuracy right and i mean abu mashar goes down to talking about 
not just the years, not just the months, not just the weeks, but the days and the hours and the minutes. He talks about how to go there. But it's because like in our day-to-day, you know, endeavors, when we're faced with decisions or opportunities that kind of come up out of nowhere, the thing is, it's like if we can zoom in astrologically to observe those minute moments of time, then it has to be set up that something happens in that time. The question is just how much does our human consciousness interact with the decision in the split moment of how that moment crystallizes into materiality? Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. So like how it's, it's almost like um, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, that's the Where, whole thing. It's like it's yeah. both. Right, right, right. And so like part of the, part of the issue though also is that like, if you believe that the planets themselves are gods, like, are you, are you going to obey a god? Are you going to follow a god's like wishes? Like some people have more of that attitude where it's like, what happens to me is meant to happen to me. And these are the wishes of powers that I have no say in. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side of the coin, it's like, well, like you are your own entity. Like when people say that they can create like whatever reality they want, like Mm -hmm. it is very, very true. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only in the sense of like hard work and like determination, like this is not like a capitalist, like pick yourself up by your bootstraps thing. This is like having genuine faith in yourself and your ability to not only reach, but create your goals will lead to that attainment. Mm -hmm. And so like, but then when it gets to these like anomalous events, like let's say you're walking on the side of the road and like you get hit by a car and like you had absolutely no influence you had no power over that situation but the power you did have was the choice to put in earbuds when you went on your walk now if you wouldn't have put the earbuds in would you have heard the car coming would you have been able to move out of the way you know mm-hmm. so it's like at a at a certain point your free will will never quite be ahead of fate, you know? Like you can't, you cannot be one step ahead of fate. That is impossible. But what you can do is be in the moment with fate. And like, that is where it kind of gets put into your own hands. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, it's beautiful how you said it because like this idea of that intersection between future determined events and being in the present moment with those like you can have your you know your zr periods printed out with you and walk around with them right and there's something so like ephemeral about like you know having each moment in front of you and then watching it happen but like it's like i said before and kind of what you're saying it's the intersection of our consciousness with the moment as it's determined And I think it really speaks to the interaction of like just the concepts of like fortune and spirit in general and like fortune, you know, the lunar archetype representing just the physical world as it manifests 
randomly, but really, you know, we see that it's all coming into generation exactly as it's supposed to. But from our perspective, it's like things just happen that we don't observe, right? That's just the illusion of physicality, circumstances out of our control. And then on the other side of that, we have like spirit, the lot of spirit, you know, that archetype of the sun, which is about how we, um, you know, infuse our consciousness into physicality to create and to supersede what fortune sets out for us. And I think that present in the that presence in the moment, um, where is what allows us to balance both of those things. So you can walk around with your ZR periods minute by minute and say, okay, here's my fortune, but like, you know, here's my spirit. Like, I know, you know, maybe in, in 20 minutes, I'm gonna have this like level six LB or something crazy. Like if you're really going like down to like trying to really track shit with this. Um, but like in that moment, you know, you have a decision to make. And even if retroactively, you realize like, well, I had to have made that decision because I couldn't have made any other. And I ended up making that one for a reason. It makes you wonder though, like, even if we know the future, how does that, like, does that now, is it changed because now you know it? And now that predetermined something because you've read ahead or were you always going to make that decision? And it's like, that kind of question is where it's like, we just don't know the effect of that. It's just infinite possibilities. Exactly. And like, the thing is, is that like every single choice you make impacts where you end up. It impacts your fortune and the cards that you are going to be dealt. Mm -hmm. And so a choice as insignificant as putting earbuds in on your morning walk that you mm -hmm. might do every single day, right. but it just so happens that you've got a particularly tough Mars transit to your first house. Like then this day you got hit by a car, but you were the one who put the choice to put the earbuds in. And that's something you wouldn't think twice about. You know, like if you go on that walk every day, but that's still a decision, the decision to get into a car and drive and like what coordinating forces put you in the exact path of the car, put the driver in the wrong mindset to be able to drive or made them spill their coffee and they were distracted and lost control of the vehicle, like whatever it may be, because and I think that part of part of the issue with like a lot of these discussions mm. is that like humanity and humans are seen as like independent of one another mm. when like to a degree we are, but like that independence can only go so far. Like you can be independent in what you want to learn about and like where you want to go, but like somebody has to teach you those things. And like, that is all written in the stars too. I feel like that just got like super circuitous and like drawn out, but- This is this conversation. There's, we don't have structure here. Oh no, we don't have we structure here. I hope that you guys can follow this. Like, <laughs> But like what you just said though, really made me think about like, like if we just go back and think about like determinism as it is, right? Like cause is followed by effect. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing that happens. So it creates an infinite chain of causally linked events and there's no break in that chain. So it makes you wonder, 
if every reaction is set out, it has to be followed by an effect and that has to be determined by what kind of cause it is. Well, exactly. And then every effect is simultaneously a cause. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy because it just makes you think about like the mechanism like of time as it is. Like, especially when you're thinking about like different time lord systems, like this idea of like perfection of just like moving around the clock or like zodiacal releasing when we're following the planetary cycles in like a perfection kind of manner. And then getting this loosening of the bonds, right? This like reversal or this total change. And it's like, it's almost built into the timing mechanism that there's an unexpected, or at least, okay, in the ZR context, if you're not familiar with that, there's this weird part of the sequence of um, the Time Lords where it just does this crazy reversal. And that if you weren't told that the technique works like that, you would have never, never guessed that the sequence has that kind of algorithm written into it. It's just bizarre. And right. so it makes you wonder though, as we're, as we're talking about this causally linked events that happens throughout our life, like what intersection does that LB have with like, fate as it is in our consciousness as it is like is that representative in some way of like the complete like a reversal of like what we have expected like is the is the loosing of the bond like a symbol of like the intervention of fate in some way or is it about i mean i, mean, I don't even know like i mean right well i mean and like when you get into timing techniques it it can really like trip you up because and especially with like non-astrologers especially when like we get into like zr like we've usually had exposure to transits perfections some other things and you can see these themes mm -hmm. but then you look at something like zodiacal releasing or um primary directions and all of a sudden you're like whoa <laughs> like, monthly whoa. perfections yeah getting down into like l6 l7 uh, and now what? we have l8 what levels were you telling of me? releasing like literally we're talking looking at like second what micro. were you telling me about like hitting like aries periods and like your aries sibling with like okay i have to say that was terrifying because i was the day that um the creator or the main um, developer of AstroSeek added the eighth level for zodiacal releasing. I was sitting in my room watching it happen. And what I noticed is I was going through L6 and L7 periods, just like I was going through my old, just going through the past and like looking at my camera or what I was doing. It would be like on an L7 for like a couple minutes or an L6 for like an hour or something. And like the duration of the time that it was that at that sign was activated say it was like leo i was with a leo and then what ended up happening that morning was i was literally just in my bedroom and i was home with my sister who is a cancer son and literally for these l8 like second long periods it happened three times she knocked on my door right as it went to a cancer l8 period and i was like what is going on Granted, one of the times it was in, um, I think it started in Leo. And by the time she was in my room, it, went, it was in cancer. But still, like, we're talking like seconds at a time. And they were all just like super short. Like, it was about my laundry. Both times, or like two of the times it was about my laundry. You know, it was just like super 
random sibling knock knock and then it was cancer on the LA and I could have kept going like we could I could like I'm sure you could just keep digging and I mean going through all my photos like I imagine it's just all written there oh yeah when I found out about ZR I went through like my Snapchat memories. I actually, little tip for any astrologers out there, um, if journaling is not your thing, not my thing either, I do little like video, like guess what happened to me today around noon and like I'll like describe the situation, save it to my Snapchat memories. And then if I'm looking for a transit, I just figure out when that last transit was or like some similar astro weather go into Snapchat memories, find the date, bam, and it doesn't use data on your phone. Anyways, I mean, storage on your phone. Life hack. Yeah. Well, Astro hack. Yeah. Vlogging. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I? Where was I? Oh, when I went back and looked at those, I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, this is tripping me out. Like, this is just ZR yeah so much more than this like this is just one technique but it's powerful like and for a while I was like I wasn't using ZR as much because it didn't have as much development throughout the tradition because it was pretty much like just in balance like just one author like 2000 years ago and it didn't really get traction after that so there was a lot of other ones that did I was mostly working with those because they all work really well together as a system but like ZR stand alone it works right and like it might not be able to tell you like what exactly is going on but it's 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 going to be like something is going on now like I mean I think it can because when you get like specific enough looking at um basically what I what I feel like is if you can look at your past periods it's a cycle. So right. like if you look at your old, you know, the last time you were in a Leo L2 for like a year or something, you know, you can think about what was going on that year and it's going to happen again somehow. For some reason, just ZR is a self-contained entity. It seems like the cycles just link like crazy like that. Right. And like, okay, something that like, this is a little bit tangential, but something that really like frustrates me about like skeptics is that like, historians will sit there and talk about how weird it is that history just like repeats itself like over and over again like in different parts of the world and it's like I wonder Mm. like my stepdad has gone through the same exact sequence of events with a career and it has lined up with his Saturn cycles both times to a t like it is insane and he's he's just like oh wow like that's in astrology and i'm like what do you mean oh wow like what are you talking about like this is crazy and it just like it baffles me that like people make political claims and like stock market predictions and like predictive statistics were literally born like from astrology like that literally was it came from astrology and it is the same exact principle just with 
the actual experience and not with the, a constant that is relating to the experience with the planets being the constant for astrologers and like when you blend the subjective experience which is like your personal experience or like life on earth within earth um compared to like the objective rhythm that we witness in the planets like you can really hone in on what's going on mm-hmm. and so like just because you're aware though doesn't mean that you can influence right and like I think every astrologer has attempted to avoid like some kind of like something and like it just did not work like mercury retrograde I was so prepared I had all my ducks in a row I knew what I was doing I was ready I had exams that day and a presentation I was feeling fine I'd have gotten my schedule worked out lo and behold I went to the wrong building ended up having to run across campus everything my zipper came open I had like a hundred yards of trails of pen trails behind me I had to go pick them up I had to go like talk to my professor explain what happened because my email wasn't sending and then like run all the way back across campus I was 10 minutes late for my next exam and like I thought I was set (laughs) but I wasn't like there was still that one little thing but then at the same time like I prepared myself, but I did not prepare myself for Mercury retrograde. I had prepared myself for the things that I needed to get done in the sake of avoiding retrograde mishaps. Mm -hmm. I did not plan my schedule around these retrograde mishaps that I knew were likely to happen Mm -hmm. so like I think that and this this kind of ties in with like something we were saying in an earlier episode like the blend between Saturn and Uranus is like I think that like part of the key to like taking power with your free will is to expect for your will to be taken from you I know that sounds contradictory. I know that sounds contradictory and it might not be the case in every situation, but like if if there is a planetary influence, it will manifest and you can do everything you can to steer that energy but you don't really have control over how it will manifest a lot of the time. You can utilize its manifestation, you can steer its manifestation, and you can control how you react, but like, can you? I mean, I feel like this just comes back to like, maybe not comes back, but like it brings up the idea of like the intersection of like magic and astrology. Right. Which in a way comes back to like what we were saying about fortune and, and spirit, because really it's the same idea that we're using our consciousness to overcome circumstance or fortune as it falls. So I think that, you know, to the extent that we believe we can have an influence on our environment, um, 
we can. Granted, I wouldn't say it's 100% because I also believe that the moment that you're the most confident about something going right is the moment right before it's about to go wrong. Right. So there's an idea of like, you know, releasing expectations with things because like one phrase that's always stuck in my mind is like expectations create resistance. Right. So true. You have to expect your will to be taken from you. Like but you we have to expect our will to be done, like without reservation. That, like, I, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if we should like automatically just have that like totally. It's gonna be taken. I think, in- I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Maybe taken isn't the best word, but like, like what relief. you were saying, where like. Yeah, Right, right. Like taken just because you don't have control over it doesn't mean that your will isn't still being carried out in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. It just what you picture, what you imagine is not always going to be the case, unfortunately. But then also, like, I, so we, as astrology, in the sense of planetary relationships or correlations or influence, however you feel it is with Earth. I think that the planets have definitely influenced Earth long before humans were around, long before we could measure astrology, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like that might have manifested in weather, mass extinctions. Like I would be interested to see like what was going on in the planets when the dinosaurs got kicked out, you know? Must have been a pretty heavy Mars transit. Right, mixed between like Mars, Uranus. I feel like, yeah, Pluto. I feel like Jupiter too, like expand. They probably all went right in one sign. Like they said, you know, they all aligning Capricorn and the world's destroyed and they all align in cancer and the world's created. It's probably yeah. just so crazy. Yeah. Who knows? Uh-huh. That is true. But so if if the planets influenced Earth before humans were around, I ask the question, do you think that Earth had it has an influence on other planets? So like people are completely out of the picture here. We're not talking about somebody born on Jupiter with Earth as a planet in their natal chart. I'm saying like, if we're talking about physicality, if we're looking at weather patterns and stuff like that, do you think that Earth had an influence? It was mutual. I think yes. And by that, what are we made from? Earth. We are, our bodies come from the Earth. We are just long descendants of these molecules, the prebiotic soup that got charged in the right way and fell into the right lipid pouch that ended up becoming a fucking human being in some way. Um, I, since we're made of that, and since Earth itself influenced the other planets, I think that that by proxy means that we have the power to influence how that planetary energy is received with our in within earth mm-hmm. i feel like like this idea that consciousness itself like centralizes creation like you can look at you know astrology from a geocent- geocentric perspective but 
You could also look at it from a heliocentric perspective, or there's even astrologies that look at the astrology from Mars or Jupiter. Like you can look at your chart from Mars's perspective. Like they've done, not, not they've done, sorry, let me re reword that part. Like you can look at um, different planetary centric charts. And I think that really speaks to the idea that if there's consciousness that centers itself on anything, the universe will generate some code to make something happen there for the consciousness to see it. Because it's like you said at the beginning with Schrodinger's box, it's like if you open the box up, you're going to find out no matter what. So if you peer through the veil, right, and you go deeper into a new layer, the universe is just going to create something, right? I think that just speaks to like the fractal nature of the universe and consciousness itself. But this idea of this continual generation being based on making, but, but like what's more is like, it's making an image to generate it based off of your perspective from where you are, when you observe it, you know, like that Mars centered chart is it's going to just automatically have things to say about Mars. You know, my right. birth chart right where I was when I was born, is just automatically going to be about me. Right. And like, part of the thing is that like, there is no such thing as an objective experience. Mm. Nothing about your life is objective, nothing at all. And that's something that really pisses me off with scientists is like, they think that they're like these like objective like people for like, maybe not scientists, I sh skeptics. They think that they're all high and mighty and objective and like the way that they approach things. But like, dude, like there is no such thing as objectivity. You can only see that in a reflection of your subjective experience. And that is something that astrology does give. It's an objective picture of your subjective experience. Yeah. There is a story about an astrologer. I cannot, I cannot find the name. I cannot figure out who, but one of his like apprentices had like a challenging Mars transit coming up. And the like astrologer was like, oh my gosh, like he could die. And so instead of just letting this Mars transit like take its course, the astrologer threw like a hot coal at one of his apprentices and made him catch it. And like, that was the release of that Mars transit. I 110% think that you can do that. I think that you can welcome, like particularly with like negative transits, I think that you can welcome a controlled manifestation. Will it always work? maybe maybe not you know like if you have a difficult like mars saturn transit coming up and you're like oh okay like i'll draw some blood like as an offering in like in exchange maybe not as an offering but like i'll draw some blood and this will be the manifestation like that might work but then also like what if a totally different like mars saturn theme comes up like you're driving and you get pulled over you're speeding and you get a ticket you know it's well that would suck <laughs> you good yeah yeah 
Right. So then, like, it's just, like, very open-ended. Yeah. I mean, I feel like humanity sucks. <laughs> it's not the worst thing ever, but... Jeez, this misanthropist over here. <sighs> I I have hope. I do. Even though some people wanted to disagree about that on Twitter a few weeks ago, um, <laughs> I think that uh, I think we're headed for a beautiful future. I agree. I think that there is. I am choosing to wear the rose-colored glasses because exactly. I believe that is helping us. No, fucking exactly. Like <laughs> I'm kind of I, kidding. huh? I'm kind of kidding. Well, I mean, I have faith in the future of astrology. Um, I'm really like, the thing is, is that like, sure, like all of the like fake astrology stuff, like Scorpio, Taurus, like this year, you guys are going to fall in love. And like, there's like, no, <laughs> this baseless is based in nothing, yeah. like literally nothing. So, like, I think that, like, astrology, it will be very, very difficult to have astrology, like, recognized by the masses without it simultaneously being, like, misrepresented by, like, your average person, your average astrologer, because there's astrology that's fun, and there's astrology that's entertaining, and then there's astrology that's educational. There's astrology that is empirical. And like, that is the threshold that a lot of people stop at where they're like, oh, I don't want to read ancient text. Oh, I don't want to watch a four hour lecture on somebody translating these ancient texts. So like, that's, that's kind of the trade-off we get. That like, if astrology is going to decrease, to increase in popularity, we're also going to have like an increase in like mainstream media. But at the same time, like we can have a smaller population of astrologers and people talking about astrology while astrology itself is being advanced and furthered. I think that the future of astrology is quite bright. Yeah, I do too. I mean, a little off topic, but like, I think that just like the fact that we're in the renaissance of the entire history that we have surviving of the human astrological tradition, but now with technology, it's just getting spread and immortalized in a way that it has never been before and that you can't stop it now. Right. I agree. And I think that like, we're really reaching a point where like big astrologers have the power and the influence to redefine astrology in the public eye and like have astrology perceived as oh bestie it was getting close I wasn't there I'm here though. no I know but I'm just like oh like baby I feel so bad we're almost done though right I think so. What time is that? 3.03 for me. When did we start? I'm not sure. 
oh, 11.25 or 35. Up to you. Okay. We'll just, we'll wrap up this episode. Not like in the next like five, 10 minutes. I was thinking maybe like a 40 minute episode, 45. Okay. Um, I just don't want you to be like, <laughs> like dozing off. Like as I'm, do you have it on like speakers view? Yes. Okay. Okay. A necessity. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, there's a whole other part of this debate, too, because there's the question of, you know, if it is determined, are these stars or planets causing these events to happen, or are they signaling the events to happen? You know, so like in Babylon, they were using the omens as an, interp an, an interpretation of like this mirror, right? So the sky is going to show us a reflection of what's happening here. But is that just happening as a, like literally just a, a mirror? It's like connected, but not connected, right? In that way, it's like fluid. Or is it the causal link, right? And in some ways, I'm inclined to think that it's a cause because we know that the influence of all the planetary spheres trickles down and reaches the moon and then she anchors those final energies in. So it has that motion of trickling down and being a cause of some sort. But at the same time, you wonder though, like, well, how does that feed in with, you know, what, what say we have, you know? Well, and then like, are the planets the only things correlating to this? Or like if we go outside of our solar system, outside of our galaxy even, are we gonna see other galaxies that relate to these positions that like align with the astrology that's established, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, that is a question that I personally have yet to answer, like myself. I think like, we're about to enter the age of like deep space astrology. Like if no I one's agree. working on that now, like I'm very curious to like look into researching black holes and stellar evolution and things like that. I agree. I think that would be super fascinating. Um, Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. I know that like NASA has been working on like a like map of the universe kind of a deal. Mm. So I don't know. The new Thema Mundi. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah um what was i saying you can go about ahead. measuring deep space no astrology it was, it was before that it's okay you can say what you wanted to say no 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 i mean what were you gonna say it was like you were thinking of what's beyond us and those having oh. were you thinking of those yeah, like all... galaxies having influences here on earth or are you saying yeah. there are other solar systems that have their own planetary spheres and zodi and zodiacal belts and things like that well i'm i'm saying that like within our galaxy alone like there are trillions of different solar systems right. and like within those solar systems they may have their own astrological system but the position of those solar systems in relation to earth 
might also align with the astrology that is represented in the planets and the archetypes associated with that. Does that make more sense? Mm -hmm. That like, not only is there their own system within each solar system, but each individual solar system is a part of a bigger system. Right. And so like that, like trips me up when we're like, oh, well, the planets themselves are causing events on earth because like well yeah i mean that's even hard to say on its own because we know the energy comes from the fixed stars before it even reaches the planets so the planets aren't they're an intermediary in terms of the hierarchy of the planetary spheres because you know it comes from unity divinity and then it comes to the stars and constellations and then the planets so if they're initiating anything it's it's nothing of their own it's already something being recycled from a higher layer. Exactly, exactly. And so like, where, where is the cap then, you know? And like, this is where you get into like ideas of more like Gnosticism, where there's like a supreme being and then like the like levels of management kind of like trickle down and like what we are directly like managed by would be like the planets but like above the planets there's like the fixed stars and like above that there's like a like is it the demiurge is that no the demiurge is like corrupt there's like a supreme being it's like sophia who's like the ultimate divine wisdom but then eventually like the demiurge you know there there had to be the architect of the universe of physicality itself so it was kind of like there's this sub creator like the creator of the creator that then constructed physical reality as we see it and the astrological scheme as we see it and then even from there the planets you know they were archons they were rulers like not just gods that you know were watching over us but that were keeping us imprisoned here by keeping us trapped, keeping our souls stuck here in an incarnation. Right. And something also like very fascinating about that principle too. Um, and just like that time period with like um, ideas of fate and fortune is that like even the supreme entities were subject to fate and fortune. Mm-hmm. It, they are energies that surpass any consciousness. It, it, it just is. And I think that that is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. But also, like, on the other side of that coin, are the planets gods? Or are there gods that manipulate energies that are simply reflected in the planets? Mm. You know, like, are the are the gods like delivering their will, so to say, um, like into our reality. And because we only have our perception, we are limited to perception. We have nothing more than that. There is no such thing as knowledge. It's all stuff that we perceive and can measure. Like it does not exist. Well, then, you know, that brings us to like gnosis too, though, you know, the idea of like true revealed knowledge or wisdom. You want to talk about that a little bit more? Well, (laughs) it's kind of the extent of it, because beyond that, it's all, 
it exists beyond us you know it's the tapping into something that we call truth right and ultimate reality but it's something that we can't really ascribe language to because it just transcends that so right there is a layer you know whether platonically you know he called them like the forms you know just like the perfect pure archetypes astrologically we could probably you know give the closest description of like the 12 signs um does does perfection exist it has to it has to be a pure in, in what sense that we see chaos around us but that it's only coming um as a result from as an imitation of the perfect form, which is exists as something greater than what we see in our limited perception. But why wouldn't, why wouldn't quote unquote perfection be comfort in chaos? Well, maybe not saying that it's not, but I'm saying that there does have to exist a perfect state that is somehow transcendent that exists on a higher level than what we're experiencing physically in the material world. All of this is an imitation of of another archetype that exists beyond it. You know, we can talk about blue, we can talk about red, we can talk about tree, right? Because we know what trees look like and we know different things that we call red but what is that red or tree imitating really what pattern is it following you know like you could think that the human genome would be like the form like the platonic form like the divine archetype and we are all imitations of that and not that we are you know imperfect because we're all unique creations of the same thing in that way but really it's like man i don't know we're 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 getting a little off topic here <laughs> I mean, was there like a topic? I don't know. I mean, well, I, mean I, I like where this is going, though, because I think it's relevant to the discussion, you know, like, I'm not by no means do I think that I have any authority to say, oh, this is my opinion on fate and free will, and I'll be all, you know, like, I would hope that our listeners are like, engaging with this and like shaping their own like attitudes or like questioning their own Mm -hmm. ideas around like fate and free will Mm -hmm. and I think that like also like you can 100% just be like yeah throw it in the towel whatever happens to me happens to me I have no desire to try and control like or impact any like negative event and that was like the energy with like determinism like that was like the ideal person was someone who would just what there there was a specific term for it but someone who would just like take fate as it comes they know that the bad things happen to them and they're just not stoics yeah Hmm. what was the term for like the all enlightened who could do that who could take just the worst fate and make with what is due was there a, there might, I don't, I don't know. know it's not very important I'm like pretty sure there was a name for it I just know that's like basic stoic philosophy I don't know if there's a 
in time. There probably could be, but I don't know. I don't know either. Um, right. Well, where is he going? It's something we all have to chew on. There's never a definitive. There never will be. So right. get over yourselves because we're not going to figure it out. Right. And I think that that's like the fun part about it. It's like there is no answer. Like there isn't. Period. Point blank. You can be as convinced as you want of your own answer. You can dedicate yourself to your own person. I don't know if humanity will ever reach that. Mm. Um, I think that there may be plenty of spirits who, or, sorry, it said my internet was unstable, so I thought I'd pause. I think- you're all good on my end. Okay. I think that there may be like energies that can leave the planetary spheres and maybe leave this dimension even. Um, and like figure that out but like is that universally true excuse me you know like if the multiverse is in fact true the laws of this reality do not carry over so every we are limited in our perspective and like I think that that is something so powerful that like people really need to understand is that like you can and like the future also is objective like the future is a very objective thing we have no subjective grasp of the future but when it comes to experiencing it it's a subjective experience and that also like leads into some of these issues with fate and free will is that like you can try and control something that's objective like if you're going to try and manipulate your future you are trying to control something objective and that's hard you have to cater it to the subjective experience and it takes a lot of consciousness and the best way to predict the future is to reflect on the past yeah um Yeah, honestly, at this point, I mean, this discussion is just so huge. It's like we didn't even touch half of what there is, didn't even touch a portion of what there is to say about it. But yeah, I just feel like all we can do is just keep, you know, living our lives and tracking the charts if we're curious. But that's it. Right. (laughs) I know yeah is that are we wrapped up for today do you have anything else you want to say um i mean i can question the fabrication of the universe for like the next three days like i i like love philosophy i'm taking a class on existentialism this semester Mm. Mm -hmm. um yeah so maybe after this semester i'll come back and i'll have some refined points but Mm. i think for today we've about summed it up i think that you have the power that you give yourself though in a lot of ways like whether it be in relationships or spirituality 
whatever it may be, the power that you give yourself is the power that you have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. And if you think that your power comes from the gods, then I think that that still applies with like discussions around fate and free will and like being able to manipulate reality. Because like by that, like you might consider yourself a semblance of a god. All right. Um, well, I think that's just going to about wrap up our discussion on fate and time and free will and philosophy and existence and all of the things. Um, so I hope you guys entertained. We're entertained um, with this discussion. Uh, we didn't, like we said, you know, didn't really have anything super planned out. But um, yeah, thank you for tuning in and listening. If you're still here. We did have things planned out, but we're not doing eclipses. That. Yeah, Sorry. this eclipse energy. Yeah. When the eclipses were in my first seventh house axis, I was fucking living, dude. I like had so much fun on every eclipse last year. But now that they're in Taurus and Scorpio, mm -hmm. I'm like lethargic and drained and mm -hmm. feeling just the. And I think that that's common. But yeah, uh, next week we'll have a little bit more energy <laughs> for you guys. Um, I just finally finished the end of the semester. So we'll, we'll have our heads on straight for y'all next week. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, until then, um guys can stay in touch with us through our twitter pages um through instagram and definitely give this video a like and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy listening and we will see you guys next week at some point yeah oh god i'm sorry yes like and subscribe um let us know what your thoughts are if you have any video recommendations um feel free to comment them or like video requests. That's what I wanted to say, not recommendations. Mm. Um, yeah, but happy stargazing. Mercuranians out. Let this eclipse at least have mercy. I'm praying. Yeah, right. right prayer. Cool. We'll see you guys we didn't next week. talk about prayer. <laughs> All right. Oh Bye. Have a good one, guys.